Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Charisma. How's it going? <laughs> so you were born in Minnesota, right? Yeah, very small town, 1,800 people. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so it's totally different. We're in LA right now, which is like millions and millions. Yeah. So it's a totally different vibe, you know? Were your parents born in Minnesota as well? Uh, yeah, they were even born in a smaller town, actually. Oh, wow. And uh, my mom's from the same town I'm from, but my dad was even in a smaller town. Like, it didn't even like, have a population, really. Like, yeah. it didn't even have like the sign because it was just tiny, you know? Wow. So, yeah. What do they do? Uh, my dad works at Wells Fargo. Yeah. And my mom at Queens Houses. So oh. Very different, very different jobs. And then I have a very different job from both of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, are most of you like your family in like the business side or like? Yeah. I mean, my my brother is he's 20. He just turned 20. He's yeah. a college wrestler, like a D1. Oh my God. Full scholarship. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my parents do those jobs. And then like honestly, my family is. There's some farmers, like it's it's nothing wow. crazy. Yeah, there's That's nothing really crazy. Like, it's like, just like, everyone stayed in their town, you know, they, they got born in and then they stay there and did jobs in the town, so. What is the town like? Is there like a main industry of the town? <sighs> no, not really. There's a couple mills, you know, like yeah. for flour and corn and all that stuff. Cause it's like a farming town, but other than right. that, nothing. There's did you ever of... like do any of that? Like help out on the farm? Or... Oh, I've had a million jobs. Like I, yeah. I was a dishwasher. I worked at Target. I, uh, Worked at a dog kennel. I've done a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I've framed houses one summer when I was like 16. Oh like, my god. Yeah. A lot of a lot of jobs, but I'm happy my job is this. Yeah. yeah. And weren't you also like doing wrestling too? Yeah, I was in wrestling. Me and my brother are both in wrestling. We actually, my brother's the number one in our high school. That's crazy. And then I'm number two, so it's it's oh pretty cool. Yeah, we're both pretty good, and we went to state our my senior year as a team. Oh, wow. So me and my brother got to experience that. How so. did you even like decide on wrestling? My dad just put us in it and then uh, I just fell in love with it. It was cool. It wasn't like a forced thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you love so much about wrestling? It's just like a one-on-one sport and you don't have to like, you don't have to like um, worry about like any other other people. Like there's, it's not like a team sport, you know? It's just yeah. me and another person and then you can't really blame yourself, but like when you win, it's it's, it's all you're winning. So it's like, right. you know, you get, you get all that joy, I guess, you know? So. Yeah. And how do you describe yourself like back then growing up? Not the same. Like I've changed a lot, which yeah. you know I'm I'm proud of. But like, you know, growing up in a small town, people think differently. Um, there was probably five kids that weren't white at my school. Like it was just yeah. all white kids. Damn. So it's a tiny small town in Minnesota. And uh, yeah, I was like I was like more of a jock and stuff. I didn't drink or smoke or party or anything. So I I kind of just stayed at home and started writing music. And right. uh, that's kind of what got me to where I am. Yeah. Right? Did you say in like previous interviews that you had difficulty like fitting in or like not part of the yeah. popular scene? Yeah, and it wasn't even like a cliche fitting in. It was it was my doing. It was like I decided not to go, you know, drink and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the time, you know, looking back, I guess that would have been cool to be able to do that stuff. You know, it's not like I was like a nerd and, or what you know. And people were like mean to me. It was just like yeah. I'm not going to the party. I just don't drink, and that was my choice. Yeah. So I kind of outcasted myself right. a little bit. But, was that um, something that your parents wanted you to? Like, no, I just, uh, really? I just, uh, alcoholism, like, runs in my family, like, mm. hella hard, and, uh, I was just, like, I just chose, I just didn't want to be, like, some of the members of my, you know, family, and, you know, a lot of them are better now, but, like, 
growing up and you seeing that it's like dude alcohol like screwed up a lot of a lot yeah. of shit so it's like i'm not gonna go through that you know so yeah yeah so you were always so like conscious from the beginning and your parents like yeah like i've never i've never taken a sip of alcohol because this is like i'm just not because like it, dude alcoholism is a disease and it, you know it, it, it runs in a family and it's just like you know why start something yeah. you know if if you have the genes to you know, contract that shit. It's like, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. And I love my family. I love my parents. Like, but I just didn't want to deal with that. And like, it's just, it's just not me. Yeah. yeah so. What were your favorite subjects when you were in school? Hmm. Social studies. Yeah. I, I love like learning about like the community and like things like that. I'm actually, I'm still in college technically. I just mm -hmm. haven't gone in like a year and a half. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, I'm doing like a family consumer science. I love oh. working with like kids and like the you know the neighborhoods and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's not a very good pay scale, mm -hmm. but I think it's rewarding. If your job's rewarding, just like being an artist, like I don't make tons of money, you know, yet at least, and I just love doing it because it's yeah. what I love doing. So like, why not do it? Where do you where do you think you got your interest from for like social or social studies? Hmm. I don't know. I guess like and it's weird. I grew up in like a weird household where it's like. It was strict, but uh, my family was a little different than everyone else. Like, you know, my dad encouraged, like, you know, being in sports and, like, obviously he didn't want me to drink. And, like, so we grew up in it. Compared to my town, like, mm -hmm. everyone drank. So. People were farmers and stuff like that. So it's like, I'm not going to do that. So I grew up in a different household. I wanted to see, like, what everyone else grew up outside of, you know, where we lived. Like, in L.A., like, this is crazy. Like, no one lives a life like they do in those small yeah. towns so it's like cool to see how people are different where they grew up you know were you always like creative when you were growing up yeah i loved drawing at yeah. first and then i was never really good my friend sam was always better at me so i was like fuck <laughs> and then uh <laughs> but uh yeah i i mean ever since like fifth grade i started writing songs you know obviously they're bad just like anything you start out with something mm -hmm. they're terrible but you know and then you just keep i just keep progressing yeah. and trying to make songs that's like, I just love writing songs. Even if they don't come out, I still try to write a song, like, mm -hmm. every day, you know. How did you even get into, like, writing songs in the first place? Eminem is my favorite artist. Yeah. And I just always, like, I watched 8 Mile when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> and, like, I always wanted to be, like, a battle rapper at first. And I was like, I just wanted to write raps and, like, diss yeah. people. So, like, in, in, like, fifth or sixth grade, me and my friends started writing, like, disses back and forth. And oh, my God. In between <laughs> passing at class. That's so So that's, cute. like, how it started and ever since then. Yeah. Every day I've just been writing songs. Is that even common, like, where you're from with, like, rapping? Or how did you even think no, to, like... No, <laughs> It was not at all. That's why, like, I think I am where I am just because... I think, I think getting told you can't do something is the best fuel for anything, mm -hmm. you know? It's just how you react to it. If you are told you can't do something and you're like, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. I think if you take that in a negative way, then it's going to hurt you, obviously. But if you take it in a positive way and be like, yo, I want to prove everyone wrong, yeah. which I did, you know, I think, I think it works to your benefit. And I was told that a lot. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have any musicians in your family or anyone to guide you initially? No. No, <laughs> um, no musicians. That's, that's why my, crazy. my parents are still like, they're like, how are you like making money doing this? I'm like, <laughs> people just listen to our songs, I guess. But it just doesn't register because like, it's just not a thing where, you, where we grew up. So yeah. yeah. And how do you describe your early songs? A lot more rap. Um, yeah. I still like rapping and stuff, and I actually have some songs on this next album I'm working on that are more like rap influence, but... Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I liked being a rapper. Like I was kind of impersonating Eminem, just like I think a lot of rappers do when they start. They're like, mm-hmm. They find their idol and then they kind of try to make songs like it. But I don't know. I It was a lot more rap and now it's more pop because I listen to pop music. I don't really listen to rap music. And you also did stuff in high school like open mic, right? Yeah, yeah. The, hey. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my first like show I ever did was I think in 10th grade, so sophomore year of high school. I saw like this flyer when I was in Minneapolis or something, which is like 40 minutes away from my house, so I'm, I lived a ways away. And uh, it said like an open mic at this college of music. Um, and I tried it and I got off stage and one of the judges was like, um, he's like, hey, you have a lot of charisma. And that's where I got my name. So I was like, hey, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was super cool yeah. the way it happened. But so you weren't even, were you going under your personal name or like did you have a different moniker? Uh, I think at the time I was going under Protégé. That was like my first yeah. like rap name. I don't know why. I don't, I think I just Google like cool, <laughs> cool rap names and then that was, probably came up. I don't know. But other than that, like, yeah. it, it was like charisma from a long time. So what age was it when you did that open mic? I was 16. It was because I just got my license. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was 10th grade. just got my license. And I drove up there. And, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was just me. And, like, I think it was my girlfriend at the time. And then a couple of our friends drove with us. And, yeah, I mean, it, I was nervous as hell, but it worked. And yeah. ever since then, I was like, dude, that that rush is, like, it just made me want to keep playing shows yeah. forever. And now that's like the favorite, my favorite part of music is being able to play on shows on tour. So yeah. was that your first performance ever? Ever. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And then the <laughs> next show, the next show I played was uh, New Year's Eve in Minneapolis, a snowstorm. So like no one's out. It's New Year's oh Eve. God. Who's gonna spend their New Year's Eve watching a hip hop show? No stage. It was in no one. I think we sold like six tickets, but and that was just like. My girlfriend bought a ticket, and then a couple homies bought tickets, and that was it. Yeah. So that was my second experience. I'm like, dude, this music thing might not work out, but <laughs> you just keep trying. Yeah. yeah. How would you say you got your um, traction, like, early on? Uh, it happened in my high school, probably, because I was just, like, constantly telling people to listen to my music. I made, I burned CDs. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, once a month, I'd burn like 100 <laughs> CDs and hand them out at school. Whoa. Try to sell them for five bucks. One time I did sell a bunch of CDs. I made like 100 bucks. My dad's like, where'd you get that money? He didn't believe me. But, <laughs> but then um, and then I started opening for everyone I could in Minneapolis. I opened for Dizzy Wright, like Wiz Khalifa, like the first, like yeah. I got like 10 seconds or 10 minutes to, yeah. you know, play a set. How were you even able to get that initially? I just sold tickets and like that's... That's, oh, so you were, wait, you were a promoter or? Uh, no, so like basically they'd give you tickets. It'd be like, yo, you have to buy 200 tickets or $200 worth of tickets. You know, 20 tickets or 10 bucks a piece. So I'd give them $200 and then I'd sell the tickets. Yeah. I wouldn't make any money. I would just sell the tickets so I wouldn't lose my ass. And then I yeah. got to open for the show. Oh, so wait, it's like an exchange thing. Yeah, I was just like, hey, wow. you can open if you sell these 20 tickets for us. Yeah. So I just did that and I hustled and hustled. And Damn. then I got to open up for Mod Sun and Black Bear. Yeah. And like three years ago now. So, and that, that was what really propelled my... You know, yeah. career for sure. How do you even get like the insight to even at the beginning like do the exchange thing? Like it's kind of a good strategy. <sighs> yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I went to a lot of like shows that were like five dollars or even free shows and I, I was just like, yo man, like how do I open up here? They're like, oh well you can do this. So this is a lot of like asking questions. I've never really had a manager. Yeah. I've never had an agent or a label. So it's just like you just gotta make it work. I don't know, it's just, it's just like anything though. Like, if you want something to work, you're gonna make it happen. Like, you know, like you, look at what you're doing. Like, that's <laughs> fucking tight. And like, you just made it happen. So like, with anything, 
you know, I just did that with music, so. My friend helped me get onto this tour with Modson. There was a connection, he knew him, and I got the one of five slots. So, and it was funny, Nash was actually my DJ on that tour. What? Before he blew up, he, yeah, uh, he he went by like DJ G Nash at the time. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, I remember because I interviewed him and I saw that come up in his yeah in my research. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was funny. He That's he crazy. played. We had a song together, and he played like a couple songs before me, and then I went on, and he DJed for me, and then he actually DJed for Black Bear. It was crazy, but it was the best tour. Like every single night, I got off stage and like 200 more Twitter followers every night. It was. Wow. It was, we went from like 3,000 Twitter followers to 10,000 in like. That's crazy. You know, a month and a half. So yeah, it was crazy. Every we drove twenty five thousand miles in. It was basically a car. It was just me, my friend, and my my uh, DJ Briar. Yeah. And, uh, we drove twenty five thousand miles. Lost a lot of money, but <laughs> it was worth it. It was a great investment, and it, it worked. So. And how were you able to find like your sound so early on? Yes, I don't know. My, okay, I guess I kind of describe my sound as like not a sound. I don't know how to explain yeah. it, but it's like every song I make, I try to make different. This project I'm working on right now called Gloomy is like, I have a song that is a straight rock song. I have a song that is like a trap rock song. I have a song that is very like pop and singy. Then I have one with like Bella Thorne. Then I have one with Skizzy Mars. And they're like very, all of them are different. I think that's like what kind of helps me stand out because it's like you never know what song I'm about to put out next. Yeah. And I think that's the new wave of music. Like you hear Post Malone putting out you know, a trap song, and then you hear him putting out a country song next yeah. to you. And same with, like, even, like, people like Future that are, like, trap artists, they're doing their own thing, and, like, I think that's the new wave of music, because no one wants to hear the same shit over and over again. Yeah. So. And how were you able to figure out your branding? Was that something that you figured out before your whole tour, like, with the yellow and everything? Oh, for this tour, I just, I was just like, dude, I like the color yellow. I'm gonna just wear yellow all the time. I'm not now. I oh, so you up. didn't it's have it, like, before this? No, it was just for this tour, but my, my, I don't know, like, I've always been painting my nails. I guess that's kind of my brand. So if anyone's painting their nails, I did it first. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah. No, and then, um, I guess, wait, but right before I went on tour with Modson, I, I decided to bleach my hair. Yeah. And it was, like, yellow, piss, like, orangey, Damn. nasty. And, like, I hope, luckily I had my friend that come fix it. But, like, I was just like, I'm just going to bleach my hair and start making, like, grungy music. And ever since then, I've just been kind of wearing a lot of black and yeah. bleach. I've been bleaching my hair for like four years now, Damn. so it's crazy. Did you have some inspiration for like that phase or even the color yellow? And I, love, I love uh, Kurt Cobain and like Nirvana mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I also love like Weezer. And I love that like, not like cheesy rock music, but it's just like, it's very simple and yeah. like straight to the point and not a lot of metaphors is straight to it. So like, I just loved how they dressed. You know, and I, I love Kirk O'Bannon, so I was like, I'm gonna wear a flannel, bleach my hair, and just do that. And like ever since then, it's been kind of a thing. And you talk a lot about like mental illness. Um, yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, I just want to touch on that before I even like get to it. I hate when people say that you use, not you're saying that, but yeah. like people on like Twitter and stuff are always trying to bring people down, and they're like, yo, you use mental illness to like gain fans. And I think that's the lamest thing ever, because as an artist, I think you're supposed to talk about your, your struggles and your yeah. battles. And I don't think that's me gaining, like, you know, that's just like me, you know, talking about, you know, hanging out with girls and like going to parties and doing Xanax like people talk about. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. I deal with depression and stuff and I take medication for that. And, you know, my lifestyle's a little different. I think that me talking about that is, 
it's not cool, but that's just what I'm about. And if, if that's what, you know, listeners relate to, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it helps people. I don't know. I just want to touch on that because yeah. I think that's the lamest thing ever when people are like, yo, you use yeah. mental illness. Because it's like, no, I'm just talking. That's what artists should do is talk about their lives. And if they're not, then I think they're doing a disservice to music, mm -hmm. to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you always had, like, mental illness since um, you were young? or? It's ran in my family. Um, I've had a few, uh, not that this is really, I don't, well, I don't know how they classify it, but I have a few um, family members that are deal with like um, eating disorders mm. and obviously depression really runs my family um, and yeah I've just I've I've dealt with that and it really hit me in high, high school I started dealing with it mm. um, anxiety was like a, a really bad thing and I started taking medication for it and then I've had a couple like stints where I stopped taking because I thought I was fine right yeah. and uh, totally wasn't it's <sighs> like because like when you take those medications like if you stop taking it it stays yeah. in your bloodstream for a while and like it's, you know it stays in your head so you're, like, you're fine and then instantly it'll just hit you oh. and I've had like I thought I had brain cancer like Damn. crazy things I went to the doctor because I don't know and you got to remember it's all in your head but at the same time it's so hard to tell someone that's dealing with a panic attack or anxiety or depression that it's in your head even though it is it's, it, yeah. it affects you physically as well so it's hard to hard to process that yeah how are you dealing with it now good or like do um, you have like some methods that you I, can share? I, well, I, I do take medication um and that doesn't work for everyone it really does work for me mm -hmm. um I had a few, I went to a couple, like, two, two therapy sessions, which is good, but I don't know, I think just talk, honestly, when I go on tour and I talk to fans about it and they tell me their stories, I think when you relate to someone and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not the only one going through this, I think that's, like, the, the best thing, like, that's even better than medication in some, you know, in some sense, because when you realize you're not the only one going through something, you know, you, you're like, okay, you wake up and you're like, it's not just me, I'm not crazy, I'm fine, I, I can deal with this, other people are going through it, we can get through this together kind of thing, so. Yeah. That's for sure, like, my main inspiration. Like, that's why I love going on tour, like, that's why I meet everyone after the show, because, like, you know, paying extra for VIP shouldn't, like, that's, that's lame, like, that's cool, like, you hear, you get extra shit, but, like, I need to talk to everyone, because some people don't have that money to talk to me, and if they need to tell me something, I'm not going to let money, you know, deter them away from that. Yeah. So. Has this always been something you were doing since the beginning, like having such a close bond with your fans? Yeah, uh, and that's also like gotten me in some hot water too because, you know, you get really a close relationship with your fans and you say something on Twitter, you do this or that, and then they take it very personally, mm -hmm. which is, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, it's tough because you have to make sure, you know, at all times you're doing the right thing, which it's good because it's keeping me on my toes and it's kind of, you know, it keeps me doing the right thing. Yeah. Try, I try to be a good role model for everyone. But yeah, I mean, ever since I did that Matsu tour, I was like, yo, I'm going to meet every single person because, why, you know, I'm new at this first off and I still am new at this. It's like, why would I meet everyone that's coming to support me? So, yeah, I don't know. And I get that. And like some people are, you know, ran by labels. And to be honest, that sucks because like I think getting to meet your fans is the coolest shit regardless if they have money to meet you like at the end of the day I'm just a person like dude eventually this music shit's gonna go away like it's just everyone loses fame like at, yeah. at some point so it's like you know at the end of the day I want people to be like yo man that kid like met me at this show for free like and I and sometimes I get messages or you know they have tattoos you know on yeah, their arms yeah. or over their scars and like yeah. you know it, it just shows that you help someone and I don't think money should ever be a factor man because I grew up and I didn't get to go to that many shows when I was super young because my yeah. parents were like, dude, we don't have money for that. You know? How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? I've been, I would say, hmm, this is tough because I've changed a lot. 
even physically. Like I used to be like strong and like <laughs> you know a wrestler, and I didn't have long hair. But I'd say like emotionally, I've like learned to deal with you know I've learned to deal with things. Like there's so much hatred on social media and all that crap. It's just like it sucks. But it's like you learn to like love yourself regardless of that because. I'm trying to focus more on the positives. I, I did get in a, a downward spiral for a while just looking at negative stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, and you, you can't forget to look at all the positive things that people yeah. say. On, like, I get way more positive messages than I do negative, but you just got to learn to focus on the positive in any situation. I think that's what I've learned the most doing this music stuff. Because yeah. no, one, no one's ever not going to get hate. Yeah. Like, no matter how cool you are, Justin Bieber's, like, one of the coolest artists ever, and that dude gets so much hate. Yeah. You know? But it's like, you just got to know that you're the man yeah. and, like, keep going. What is your decision behind like just like doing everything yourself and like managing yourself kind of I just don't trust people I don't know it's just like because I've seen so many of my friends and like other people just get screwed over in this music because it's like it's not even about music hardly anymore it's so much about like money and social media and like branding that you know I just want to have control as much of it as I can because it can really get out of hand quickly you know yeah so I don't know. It's not that I don't trust anyone. This is, I've gotten screwed over a few times, and I want to make sure before I sign anything or this or that, that it's perfect because this is my like you know it's my life at the end of the day. Like these labels and stuff have artists coming through every day that they can sign, so it's not like a personal connection for them. But to me, this is my life and like my job, so I want to make sure it's important before you know I sign away something. Mhm. Yeah. Last question. What yeah. do you want to be remembered for? Oof. I want to be remembered for like being that person that you can talk to at any time. Because um, mm-hmm. I think that's so important when you have a platform. And I just want to be clear: I've done some stupid shit like, <laughs> that I'm not proud of, and you know people hate for it, and I get that. But at the end of the day, I want someone to be like, "Yo, if even if you don't like me, my my DMs are open. Like you can hit me up if you need to talk about something." Because in high school, I grew up and not many people were there to talk to me and like. Not that my parents weren't, they just didn't really understand what I was going through. And I think a lot of kids go through that where their parents just, they want to help, they just don't know how. Because, you know, you're 14, you're 16, 18, going through shit that they didn't go through. And I, I did go through some of that, and I think I want to be known for that guy that helped out. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, sure. thank you so much. Absolutely, dude. This is oh, so fun. We have to walk yeah. around and talk about cool shit. Yeah, this is so awesome. <laughs> thank, yeah. you so thank you so much. much. Oh, bye. See you.